1: A new defensive coordinator, shakeups in the division, and off-season what-ifs, what should be done. And, of course, some NFL best bets for the playoffs coming right now in The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara.
0: Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Podcast. With Andy McNamara, the sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the 5. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb. It's going to be sick.
1: Hello, everybody. All right, getting ready for the next round of the NFL playoffs, but some big news in Brownsland. We talked about it earlier on the Twitter account with at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns, and Instagram at AndyMCSports. Jim Schwartz gets hired. Love it. We'll talk about why it's a good move, you We know, feel probably for the Browns, and some offseason look at what needs to be done. What needs to be addressed with the limited assets? that are available to the Browns after that Deshaun Watson deal. Make sure, folks, click notifications up there. Make sure you click like, share the link. We always appreciate that. Leave a comment down below. What do you think the Browns should be doing this offseason? What's your number one need? And, of course, if you missed the Jerry the King Lawler interview last week, hey, that's why you got to subscribe. It's right in the show section here. Make sure you check that out. That was phenomenal. What else is going to be phenomenal is we revisit the Dog Bowl. We gather around, and we bring in my guys Dave Talley from WKYC in Cleveland and Grant Gillian from IDP Guys. Gentlemen, the round table is here. We're ready to rock and roll. How you all doing? Doing
2: good, Andy. Thanks for having us.
0: Absolutely. Let's go, man.
1: Let's do it, man. Listen, I, I don't know about you guys. I was convinced that the Browns were going to hire – a young, unknown, unproven defensive coordinator. I'd be like, well, that fits. And then it's like, oh, maybe he'll be good and I'll spend all offseason talking myself into that. The guy's going to be good, but we really don't know. Guys, it's refreshing. Dino, we'll start with you. It's refreshing to me that we're getting a guy that we we know. I know what Jim Schwartz can do. And I, what I said earlier was like, I like inside the box. There's too much outside the box with the red. I want the inside say, put the lid on me. <laughs>
0: There, there's so much to like about about uh, Jim Schwartz coming to the Browns. Number one, it, for him it's coming home. You know, a guy that, you know, started his career in the NFL uh working as, you know, an assistant an assistant to the assistant scout uh with really uh a, a tremendous bunch of young NFL minds, uh young football minds, you know, under Bill Belichick, you know, including uh, Nick Saban, Ozzie yeah. Newsome, you know uh, uh, Scott Pioli, Phil Savage—I mean, on and on—Kirk uh, Ferentz, and so he's got familiarity in Cleveland. That's always a good thing. Fans love that, uh, but I think it's just a guy that that has NFL head coaching experience, NFL defensive coordinating experience, proven success. And I, I think the right kind of fiery coach to kind of contrast Kevin Stefanski's cool, calm demeanor, um, it, it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. And I also think for Miles Garrett, this might be the best defensive coordinator uh, he could have asked for or hoped for to be joining the, the fray for the Browns.
1: I totally agree. And Grant, with that, with Miles Garrett, it's. I think it is great news because the focus is on the defensive front. And we know that wide five, wide nine scheme where they give – essentially you give the right angles to have your guy go and get him. So what's your thoughts on Schwartz coming in?
2: Absolutely. I love this uh, hire. Uh, like like he just uh, said, he, he's proven he's a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles. He went to Detroit, not the greatest – record there but hey he does got, have had gone to the playoffs so Grant.
1: gone to the play got the lions to the playoffs
2: That yeah hallelujah um but i what i'm excited to see is what he does with our personnel um unfortunately our our front four still need improvement especially yeah. with jadevi i'm probably going to be out of cleveland after his remarks even though i think he was trying to save himself um Right, but we need to find some help up front, and I, I think our defense is going to be scary.
1: Yeah, I think well, no, you're, you're absolutely right, and I personally hope Jadavian Clowney's gone. That guy is just the, the fact, you know, that the Joe Woods, um, the what came out with Jadavian Clowney's like, ah, I'm only gonna play third down because he was mad. The fact that that was not addressed, the lack of accountability, poison. So, I want I want Clowney out, I'm done with him, but the problem is. We we don't have those things called you know draft picks. We don't have a first round pick. We don't yes. have a third round pick this year. So and for the Schwartz defense, apparently it's really that other end is nice, but it's all about that defensive tackle position.
0: Yeah, it, it's out in the middle. And let me just say this, uh, Grant, you have a better chance of playing defensive end for the Browns in twenty twenty three than Jadavian Clowney does. yeah, there's no yeah, there's no way Clowney's coming back at, at, after. Ah, uh, what happened? But uh, yeah, in in the wide nine, yeah, it, it's very important, you know, you you want to have your ends because they're put in position to really uh, disrupt the quarterback play and and cause havoc to, you know the opposing offense. But the all but the other key is you've got to be strong in the middle. and and I, I think that was going to be no matter who was going to be the next defensive coordinator of the Browns. to me, Defensive tackle needed to be, uh, I think, the first priority because I don't know about you guys. I'm tired of watching uh, opposing teams running up and down the field uh, against the Browns' defense. And so, you know, you don't have draft picks now. Certainly, you could you could try to trade back into the first round if you wanted to, or things like that. Um, I I think that the problem is going to be solved through a combination of, of free agency. Yeah, you never know, maybe a trade and drafting young like they did with Winfrey and try to develop, Um, you know, and, and get somebody get help that way. Because uh, the other thing you need is depth, not just talent. You need depth because, you know, let's be honest. I mean, it's it's in 17 games uh, in the war of attrition. You have injuries and you got to be able to be strong in the middle.
1: Yeah, well, we saw that with the linebacker spot. We were on what? Linebacker, four, but, And by fluke, Grant, it looks like, like to me, I'm bringing back uh, Reggie Ragland. I'm bringing back Ragland, that, that bigger middle linebacker guy, because how that defense is set up, and if you look at uh, the Schwartz defense, sort of at the aerial view, whatever, if you are soft, and to Dino's point, you need depth, too. You don't need one guy. You need two, and you probably need three, maybe four. Um, if you're soft in that middle because those edges are so wide, if you don't have a thumper at linebacker to help fill it and those defensive tackles to get pushed, you're hosed, and we're going to be seeing guys run up the middle all the time because they funnel everything to the middle when it comes to the run.
2: Well, we will also have Anthony Walker back as well. Um, right. N- I'm not sure when, but we know he'll be back. Um, it'll be interesting to see what we do with guys like Deion Jones. Is he gone after this year, or is he coming back? Um, I'm, I'm going to question JOK okay here, even though he's one of my favorite Browns. Is he big enough to be able to make it through an entire NFL season without being banged up over and over like we've seen the past two seasons? Um, and then I, I think the other thing that we need to look at is our uh, defensive backs, um, more per- in particular, our safeties. Um, John Johnson, uh, is he really the right guy to be back there? Because We've seen him blow so many coverages back there, but was it because of the Joe Woods defense or lack of communications? So I I guess we'll find that out here real quick this offseason with uh, Schwartz.
1: Yeah, it could be both (laughs) when it comes to lack of communication, lack of accountability, player. And Dino, when you look at, again, what you need with the Schwartz defense, it's a different type of safety. Now, Grant Delpit, you got one of the right types because Grant Delpit – he has likes the one high safety. So Delta can be moved down and used to rebound on either blitzes, tacking the run, whatever. I think that's a sweet spot for Delta. This is a good thing for Grant delta But yeah, the other safety has to be sideline to sideline coverage guy. And I don't think John Johnson's that guy.
0: No, I I honestly I'm not sure either. And I think that's gonna be something they look at very closely in the offseason. It's not necessarily that. You know they think Johnson can't play anymore, but you know this is what happens when you change defenses. When you go from you know four three to a three four or a philosophy of a wide nine, uh, sometimes the the personnel doesn't always fit the system. And I I, I would be really surprised if John Johnson the third is is back with the Browns this fall. I, but I on the flip side. I do think, number one, Delpit's a draft pick, and they're still developing him, and he's in a favorable contract. But uh, I I think this defense might be set up for Delpit to really succeed. Uh, But they've got to figure out that communication gap uh, from coach to unit. And, you know, there was just too many times this year that, you know, we we saw wide-open receivers, blown coverages, secondary men, and even linebackers looking at each other like, I thought you had him. I thought you had him. Uh, that's got to be addressed. But, yeah, just on the larger point, uh, I, I would think John Johnson III might not be a fit for this system. And that's going to be another thing, guys, when you think about this defense for this year, uh, this coming year. The Browns have to get leadership in the defense. You know, who, who's going to be accountable? And I know Anthony Walker was going to be that guy, uh before he got hurt you know he's defensive captain but you know who's gonna be accountable on the field for the defense once the action starts who's gonna make sure everybody's on the same page uh in that huddle that's not really miles garrett's thing
1: Mm -hmm. somebody on that
0: defense has to assume leadership
1: yeah let miles garrett go get the quarterback okay let him worry about that go get it miles do it don't drive too fast anymore you know stay on the field please And, and Grant, when we look at the rest of this, the more I think about it, I know some people talk about wide receiver needing an upgrade there and and perhaps, but boy, man, you just, I think the Browns just have to get as creative as possible to upgrade that defense. Cause now when we're talking, we're talking all three levels and it gets, it it gets larger as you come in. So a new safety sideline to sideline and to Dino's point earlier, Grant, it's not just one guy. Cause if that, if player eight gets hurt, then you're hosed. So you need, Upgraded safety corners, I think you're good because they like to play a lot of man and that that fits linebacker. You need to get bigger, JOK can still be certainly be a part of it, but you need those big body guys. And then, of course, at, on the D line, boy, we need at least three new guys, two D tackles, and another end. That's a lot with yeah. no draft picks or, or few draft picks.
2: And hopefully, we can pick something up in free agency. Um, it's gonna be very interesting to see what this free agency market is gonna look like. Um, probably a little bit older. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if that's really what we want um, because those older guys tend to need more money to come play wherever they're going to play. Um, So uh, hopefully we get, we can move our draft picks around a little bit so we can pick a little bit further up the draft so we can have a player that has a reputation of being good instead of trying to develop him um, kind of like Perry Mm -hmm. on Winfrey.
1: Yeah. Well, like that, uh, the, the Washington player who we played Payne. he's the hot name seems per 25 years old new contract that that's that's where you want pay him that's the guy
0: yeah the guy you want you want a guy ideally who's you know played out his rookie deal and is looking for his first big payday, yeah. but he's in that 25, 26 years old, and you can maybe control him for three or four years uh, while he gets into the, the those peak years of his career, as opposed to, like Grant's saying, you know, get somebody who's 29 or 30, who's more
1: on the downslope of his career, who's going to cost more. Right, yes. Exactly. We don't want to go back to the uh, Willie McGinnis days where guys came here just to get paid at 35 right. and checked out you need solid veterans we need just like jim schwartz we need a guy that we know can do it not maybes okay we need jim schwartz we went through it we know he can do what he is set out to do we didn't know about a lot of those other guys same with draft picks we, we hope but andrew Berry's draft pick record overall now you hit on dpj six that's a phenomenal pick you know but other than that really it's like yeah okay you know there's been a bunch of misses, so you can't rely on that. And how deep do you go with free agency? That's really the question. Um, because Grant, if you have this defense with Jim Schwartz coming with a similar personnel and it's not revamped, I don't care who's defensive coordinator, it's gonna be ugly. It,
2: it will be, but hopefully, Brown's fans will be lenient enough to give him three years at least three years, three to five years is what I believe it takes to change a culture, and hopefully, from there. He can just keep building, even though we are handcuffed on what we can do in free agency and uh, drafting.
1: Right. And, and, Dino, when we look at the rest of the team, so we know defense, a lot of work. That's why Andrew Barry gets paid the big bucks. Hopefully they will. And they, by people worried about the salary cap, folks, the salary cap is a myth in the NFL. People can move money around. And look, if we look at the creative accounting and the smart people, the Browns have a lot of the smart people who can figure that out. The salary cap doesn't concern me. It's finding the right personnel that fits. So outside of defense, Dino, I mentioned wide receiver. Is that the biggest next outside the defense is wide receiver the next one, or what do you see?
0: Yeah, I think they'll they'll look at. Um, and, and it's it's no bad reflection on Donovan Peoples Jones. I think they love him and, and for good reason. And obviously Amari Cooper. Uh, you talk about hitting a home run in a trade. He he was, but I think you. I I, I think yeah. they're going to look at another receiver. You know they they need. Speed uh, on the outside, and they, they they hoped it was Anthony Schwartz. I I don't believe that's going to be the case. Um, the drops—he's just—he's never been able to overcome that. Uh, we we so got they, the right they, Schwartz now, Dino.
1: We got the right Schwartz. That's got right, exactly, Get exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I I think a a speed wide receiver is certainly one priority. Uh, guys, as I would say, we need to talk about the offensive line for a moment. Uh, this. You know the the Cleveland Browns offensive line, um, by reputation, uh, is is one of the league's best. That's what you know. You talk to people nationwide; that's what they say. Oh, it's a great offensive line. You know, Batonio is a, is an All Pro. You know, Wyatt Teller's really good. He's a former All Pro. Jack Conklin's an All Pro. that did not look like an All Pro offensive line unit this year, and I and I realized they were they were handcuffed at the start because Nick Harris went down. Uh, with the injury before the season even started. But I, I'm not sold – I don't know about you guys. I'm not sold on Jed Wills as the, the, the long-term left tackle of this football team. And they, as a unit, they need to get better because, you know, Deshaun Watson had, you know, getting sacked four or five times and a half a couple of times, you know, down the stretch – that's not going to work. And, you know, there were times that you could tell that, I mean, they were trying to, to, to get Nick Chubb going and, and, you know, you'd see the kind of the, the stone wall of a defense come right back at you. Right. Um, they, they've got to get – the, the offensive line has to be better for this team and this offensive system of Kevin used to
1: work. Yeah, it really does. And, and Grant, to Dino's point there, um, you got Jed Wills, question marks to say the least. Um, Conklin, can he stay healthy at this point after getting the new extension? I think one of the biggest, the probably the biggest to me, free agent re signing is Senator Ethan Pochich. That dude came in, phenomenal job at center, but then he got hurt and then we were, you know, fourth the guy and, you know, all that. But for uh, if you get we are for back, for, yeah, Feral Holt. Hey, the guy get good enough. Come on. What, what do you expect? But, but great if we look at it and you have Harrison Pochich back, that's good. But from Jed Wills, my concern is, if we want to replace him, you kind of can't because we don't have a first-round pick, and that's where you usually get those uh, career left tackles.
2: Yeah, it looks like we're going to be stuck with him for at least a year or another two. I forget how many years is left on his uh, this contract. that I he think one really more. Hour. I, I believe so. So. Yeah. so we got at least one more year with him before we can start looking at making a change. Um, but on the other part of that, uh, Deshaun Watson, I, I think he was getting sacked a little bit just because he was holding onto that ball, not comfortable in this offense. But yeah. as the as that little short season went on for him, um, he started looking more comfortable in the pocket, started making plays with his legs. So I I think with the with all the questions around Will's, I think we'll still be okay just because of the athlete we have in the as a quarterback.
1: Well, really, you know, it has to be. Um, The excuses are gone. You had the rust, 700 days, blah, blah, blah. It's gone. You're also going to be working with the head coach to customize the offense. This wasn't a Deshaun Watson customized offense. He's talked about the offensive line has to learn to sort of improv with how long he's controlled the ball because if he does get away from those sacks, good things can happen. So that's all part of it. But really, if Deshaun Watson is not a pro bowler, and not the best quarterback, or at least tied with Joe Burrow in that division. This trade is a bust. You didn't get this. I can get average or above average with Baker Mayfield. I had that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you expend the resources, and this is why I, you know, going back to, to March, I was I was against the trade. And it what it had less to do with the baggage and more to do with what you were giving up. Uh, yeah, when you when you spend three first round picks and you give a player the largest guaranteed contract in nfl history yeah he, he can't just be a top 15 or top 20 quarterback he has to be as you say best in the division and he's got to be one of the five best in the league i mean we watched the playoffs right now and you know the common denominator for all these teams they've got elite quarterbacks now you can say well okay fine you know daniel jones whatever but yeah. I I mean, yeah, when you talk about Allen and Burrow and Mahomes and Prescott, I mean, this is the NFL. You've got to have better than average quarterback play. You've got to have an elite quarterback play, and the Browns spent for an absolutely elite quarterback, and we have to see that in 2023, and not just – like we saw, if you look at the last six games, I don't, you guys might disagree, but the only time I, I felt like we were seeing an elite quarterback was the second half of that Washington game. Yeah. That, I mean, the rest of the time, it, it looked like a guy still trying to figure out, oh, yeah, this is the NFL and th- this is what I have to do. And um, nobody said it, it was the, I think we all knew realistically it was going to take time for Watson to, you know, get his bearings again. But, you know, Andy, I think to your point, he's going to have all off season. You're not going to have the cloud of uncertainty hanging over him like he did last year. So, it's going to be put up time for him.
1: Straight up. That's it. You got to put it up. Otherwise, there's going to be a total regime change possibly top to bottom if they miss the playoffs. Yeah. Top to bottom, and it has Agreed. to be. Okay, guys. Where do we rank the teams in the AFC North right now? Pre-offseason, and hopefully with all the free agents we talked about on defense, the Browns will skyrocket up. But Grant, let's start with you. How are we ranking this AFC North as it
2: stands today? All right, top. I have Cincinnati. They're the team to beat, obviously. Look where they're at right now. Um, then I'm going to go Cleveland, number two, because you got Baltimore that still got questions at their quarterback. Is Lamar coming back, or is it going to be somebody else running the that offense? And then you you still got Pittsburgh, they're still trying to figure out that Kenny Pickett situation. He's still a young guy. Um, but I, I think I think this NFC North or AFC North, I'm sorry, is strong just like it always is from mm-hmm. top to bottom. So it, this order could be any order by the end of next season.
1: I, I think you're right. And it's Dino, it's very close. Like we're talking one through four, but like yeah. The margin seems pretty tight te- because oh, as, as much on paper, you look at, at uh, the squealers and the rappers, and you just look at them and it's just like, we should be putting the boots to them, but they just, they're well coached. They just hang around. They're never an easy out. It, it, it It's a lot of it just has to do with their culture. I mean,
0: you know, I, I was, I was having conversations with people this week, you know, uh, about what could happen next year if the Browns get off to a tough start, like it's like the, like Pittsburgh did. Let's say the Browns get off to a one and four start. Ugh. You know, are the Haslam's going to be patient with Kevin Stefanski? Well, it, it, has that been their 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 M.O. in the past? Well, no. in the case of Hugh Jackson in 2018, it was not. Now there were other things going on, but you know the record wasn't great. Um, but the Steelers stuck with you know Mike Tomlin. And came within an eyelash of making the playoffs um the baltimore ravens they didn't get off to a great start either and they made the playoffs uh i agree the the, the margin i think the Bengals are number one and i don't I mean there's yeah. no question i think they're the best team in the division uh best team in the afc you know from last year uh i would probably have be, the ravens too um uh, because the browns have a better quarterback situation i'll put them at three and then uh, the Steelers at four. But even no, though the Lamar Jackson thing is fluid and, well, I'll tell you what, you read between the tea leaves right now in Baltimore, it doesn't look like he's going to be back there. But, oh. you know, things, things can change. But uh, you have to give a tip of the cap to the culture in Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And that's one of the things that the Browns are still finding. And I, I, I think Grant made the, the statement earlier, you know, sometimes it does take three to five years for a coach um, to really develop an overall philosophy and culture on the team. We're kind of approaching that here with Kevin Stefanski, and that's why I think this upcoming year is going to be so important for him as well as the Browns.
1: Yeah, you're number four for Stefanski, but it's a bit of a reboot year four because you have the first full year under Watson. You have to retweet that offense. You have a new defense coming in. Yeah, if it's for me, if I'm ranking, I'm going Cincinnati 1, I'm going – I'll go Ravens two, I'll go Browns three and Pittsburgh four. Just to just to the point, like you look at how long those coaches have been there. Harbaugh, what 15 years, Talman, similar, whatever, right? They've been they've been around. But that it's there for the Browns to take, gentlemen. It's right there. It's right. You just have to get out of your own way. That's it. You just you have more talent, but they will always play smart. They will play you tough. And there's never an easy out with them. And that's the thing. So with Greg Roman leaving, that's interesting because that was uh, Baltimore because that whole offense was built around Lamar Jackson. I got one thing to say too, guys. I'm sorry. The, the conversation with people saying, oh, Baltimore needs a wide receiver. They've been getting them wide receivers for five years. At some point, it's not you. It's them. And to them is Lamar Jackson. Can't throw the football well enough. You had wide receivers. How would Marquise Hollywood Brown look with Kyler Murray? Pretty good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I
2: mean. It's Lamar. If you're playing defense against the Ravens, you're making Lamar throw the ball to the numbers. He can't make that throw. That's it. That's it. And he
1: hasn't been able to stay on the field. The best ability is availability. He hasn't progressed like other mobile quarterbacks, Dino. How about a Josh Allen? That guy can use his legs, but guess what? Got a cannon. How about Jalen hurts started year one legs, developed with the passing. How about Justin Fields? We know well from Ohio state with the Bears start. He hasn't progressed on the passing side. So for us as Browns fans, we should hope that the Ravens give all the money to Lamar Jackson. Take all of it, because that's a bust. I <laughs> I,
0: that. And I remember thinking when the Browns gave uh, Watson that contract, I'm like, this is going to make a lot of teams around the NFL very unhappy uh, when it comes to negotiating time with their franchise quarterbacks. But this is always the thing with Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, he was an MVP, and he was very effective, uh, because Greg Roman – I I always felt put him in the best position to succeed with the way he would operate that offense. And, you know, now that, that Roman's gone and, you know, I, 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 I agree with you guys. I think Jackson's weaknesses, uh, have been exposed a little bit. Um, that's gonna, that's why I think things are so contentious right now between Jackson's people and the Ravens as they try to hammer out a deal or to say, okay, look, you know, Sorry, couldn't work out. But with you know, go to free agency and let somebody give you two hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, yeah.
2: This is going to be Lamar Jackson the agent, though, because he's his own agent. Yeah. So yeah.
0: he. Oh, there you go. Well, that yeah. you know that's the case. That that's even you know what that's even more telling then, that 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 yeah. uh, player and organization are are this far apart right now.
1: Interesting. All right, guys, I think we solved all the Browns' problems today. I think we did it. Uh, done. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I hope <laughs> Tell not. everybody, Grant, we'll start with you then, Dino. Tell everyone where they can find you, and we'll do another Dog Bowl Roundtable real soon. Where can they find you, Grant?
2: Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Grant underscore Gillen. It's right here underneath me. Um, then you can also find my work on IDP Guys uh, Network on YouTube. I do all the video editing over there. used to run a live uh, start-sit show on Sundays, so we're going to figure out a new show for me to run uh, during this offseason. So if, you, if you're interested in IDP fantasy football, uh, go find us. And a bourbon
1: connoisseur like myself is Absolutely. Grant as well. Attaboy. Dino. Attaboy. Dino, where can we find you, brother?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Dino Cleveland. Uh, you can also find a lot of the, the the stories and columns and articles we write about the Browns at WKYC.com. Uh, and we'll be certainly, throughout the offseason, doing special programs, uh, roundtables, things like that, uh, with guys... Jay Crawford, Jim Donovan, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the voice of the Browns. We, we, we can't go wrong there. So right. yeah, all, yeah, all our Browns coverage at WKYC.com.
1: Yeah, always great stuff over there. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining the Dog Bowl. Let's again soon.
2: Yes, absolutely. You got it.
1: All right, there they go. There we are, folks. All right, Browns roundtable in the books. Now, time to get down to some money, okay? NFL playoffs, which the Browns are not in, unfortunately, again. But- but that doesn't mean we can't jump in and get to it with some Sick Picks.
0: It's time for Sick Picks.
1: And we welcome in from our buddies at Betfred Sportsbook, Drew Garrison on the line. Drew, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Can you hear me all right? I got you. Perfect, man. We're both wearing orange. You got the better orange team at the moment. Who <laughs> day? Hey, I got Browns versus the World. Against the World. Uh, I guess the World won against us. But, uh. I got this
3: hoodie from my buddies at uh, LFG Sensi. They, they make a lot of really good stuff.
1: Very nice. Well, glad to have you back on, my friend. And you know what? Let's uh, let's kick through these these games here because when we look at it through the Betfred Sportsbook, and by the way, folks, you get your exclusive bonuses, weekly prizes, tons of great stuff. Look right there, Ohio. Come on, Ohio. In, look, boom, right there on your phone. Nice and easy. The link to do that is right in the description of this show and on social media. Just click on there and sign up. And you get your bonus, you get your weekly prizes all from Betfred Sports. This weekend, Drew, super interesting to me because um, when we look at the spreads, when we look at some props, there's a lot of meat here. Let's start Jaguars versus Chiefs. First thought to me, and I'm sure most people is like, ah, the Chiefs will wipe the floor with them in Arrowhead. I don't know about that because of how well coached they are. That nine points is spooking me a little bit. I might like the Jaguars to cover that. Where are you? I do like the
3: Jags to cover. And – I I have immense respect for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yeah. They're supposed to be I guess there's supposed to be a Bengals Chiefs rivalry thing with the fans. I, I some Bengals fans suck, some Chiefs fans suck. It is what it is. I don't have any beef with the Chiefs. I think the fact that the Bengals have had so much recent success against the Chiefs is cool because of how much I respect that football team. Um Something about the Jags, though. I still think the Chiefs win. I selfishly want the Jags to win. That way, if the Bengals knock off Buffalo, we get a home AFC championship game. But realistically speaking, I think the Chiefs win, but I think it's closer than people think. I think the Jags do cover.
1: Yeah, I, I believe so as well. Trevor Lawrence. Like, here's the difference, though. You, you gotta clean up that four interceptions real quick. Real quick. Yeah, absolutely. you're gonna be forced, yeah, you're gonna be forced to do a shootout. So if you do, if you go that route, that's, you're not going to you're not playing the Chargers coach. You're playing Andy Reid right now. So,
3: well, you throw four picks against the Chiefs and give Patrick Mahomes four extra opportunities. He's going to make you pay on at least yeah. three of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Any props that jump out to you on this one? I kind of like the Trevor Lawrence maybe over on passing. So, as I was looking through
3: that, the the passing props, the QB props section is what I've been looking at a lot. Trevor Lawrence over 248 and a half is something that I actually like. Mm-hmm. I think that he's found his way, and i said since midseason he's finally washed that Urban Meyer stank off of him, yes. is what I think it's Gone a lot of it is. Um, and, and, you know, he's, he's finding Zay Jones. He's finding the, the rebirth of Marvin Jones a little bit. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be close. I'm taking Trevor over 248 and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. And it was remarkable, too, what the Jags have done with really, on paper, pedestrian weapons. Like, if you just look, if, yeah. if you have a casual NFL fan— Christian Kirk like you're looking at a whole bunch of WR3s on other teams carrying the load.
3: Yeah, they they paid they paid the Jacksonville tax to get Christian Kirk to come there, right? Like, yeah. this this isn't a shot at the Browns by any means. I know we're division rivals, but there was a point in time where Cleveland had to pay guys extra money to get him to come yeah. there. And yeah. that's kind of where Jacksonville was and they they did that with Christian Kirk, but yeah, they're you know, they'll get Calvin Ridley next year where, you know, betting got him in a little bit of trouble, but uh so they'll be better, but yeah, I think that Doug Peterson is the one to thank there. I think the growth of Trevor Lawrence is big. And I think Doug Peterson is just a great coach, and he's been able to overcome some of the talent deficiencies that they had. And You know, they kind of squeaked in with not a great record in the playoffs. But, hey, they got in. They advanced to the divisional round, so you got to give them that respect. And I just – I don't know. I think Trevor's going to sling the thing around. I think they're going to hang
1: with the Chiefs. Yeah, and they got hot at the right time, which we know is so important. The night game for Saturday, Giants at Eagles. Seven-and-a-half-point favorites are the Eagles – and this, although the Eagles swept the season series, the Week 18 Giants didn't play anybody, so take that for what you will. Um, these division games are so, so difficult, right? Because you get some weird stuff that happens. There's the familiarity. I, I might be in a similar situation as I was with the Chiefs-Jaguars games here, Drew, where I, I think the Eagles are going to win. I love the talent. I love the excitement. But Brian Dable, a hell of a coaching job. I think they could hang. To, to me, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Eagles maybe in control for most of the game, never pulling away and then winning by like 3 to 5 points or something.
3: All right, I'm going to I'm going to spice it up and Ooh. I don't know, I don't know what response I'm going to get from your listeners here. I took Giants money line. Oh my, to win. I think the Ooh. Giants beat Philadelphia Saturday night. I think that Philly's very good. I think that Jalen Hurts is rightfully in the MVP conversation. Nick Sirianni is rightfully in the Coach of the Year conversation. Brian Dable is my Coach of the Year. I don't think the Eagles have really played anybody all that good. And I, I just got, I got this weird feeling about Saquon. If we want to talk props, if I look at the line, TD score, Saquon, easy money. Um, rushing props on him, they've got the over. Uh over under at his rushing yards at 70 and a half. I think he goes over. I think he scores one, maybe two touchdowns.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Something tell I don't I don't know what it is. Something tells me that the Giants are gonna squeak this thing out and they're gonna go face the Cowboys for the What's uh I, I kind of gave a spoiler there. They're gonna face yeah. the Cowboys for the NFC championship. What's that money line on the Giants at? I'm uh, let me pull it back up. I, I placed the bet a couple of days ago, so it might have moved. But when so I look at it now.
1: Point, yeah. What's, is Giants money, money
3: lines plus plus two eighty right now. It's
1: pretty. That's pretty good. If you look, if you yeah. if you believe the Giants can do it, why not? Right. Forget and that, this, that's right? kind of my.
3: That's kind of my thing when I look at it. It's, okay, I think the Giants are probably going to win. That's just a feeling that I got in my gut. Why not throw twenty bucks on it? You know, and you'll come up a little bit. See What happens? And if I Absolutely. lose, if I lose. I'm not confident enough to put you know a couple hundred bucks on it by any yeah. means. But that's just the feeling that I've had in my gut the last couple <laughs> of
1: days. Right? The salt guy. Put a little sprinkle on it, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Make it make it a little more interesting. That's right. I, I love that. Okay, Sunday. To me, the main event, and certainly to you, Bengals-Bills, 3 o'clock. Now, here's my—tell me. You're closer to the Cincy situation than I am, but this is my thinking. Okay, Bills, there's going to be emotion. This is where they should play the DeMar Hamlin emotion card at home, of course, right? The Bengals— I expect them to. The Bengals, though, if you look like, Drew, so often we hear people, oh, chip on the shoulder. It's overused, and quite often it's fake. In this case for Cincinnati, the chip, you can, sp- Pringles stack these chips on them because you oh, have. Oh, it's there. Drew, the world doesn't want you to win. The world doesn't want Cincinnati. They want the feel-good Hollywood story and all that because of the DeMar thing. And, you know, it would be a great story. But for Cincinnati, you, nobody wants you to win. Oh, by the way, defending AFC Conference champs? Uh, the NFL screwed you and fluffed said, Oh, eh, don't worry about it, little Bengals. Don't worry about it. I think if Absolutely. they get through that first quarter, if they get through the first quarter in Buffalo, uh, either tied or striking distance, Cincinnati wins this ballgame. I'm going to the game, so I'm making the trip to Buffalo. Well, be careful, man. Um, they swing there. They swing. <laughs> be careful. They like throw punches? Oh, yeah, man. They're drunk as hell. I was at a Browns game. I was going to fight with someone over Johnny Manziel back in 2014. Thank God I pulled back. He wasn't <laughs> worth it.
3: <laughs> I went there. to Manziel. I went to Manziel's first start in Cleveland. That was kind of spicy. Um, nice. But, yeah, I, I'm going up there. I've. This is where I think the easiest money of all comes for me. I'm going to pull it back up to make sure it hasn't moved since I looked at it last. The over-under on over under on rushing yards for Joe Mixon is 48-and-a-half. I understand that Joe Mixon has not had a great year. The Bengals running game in general has not had a great year. They had some success when P. Ryan was a starter. Mixon had that big five-touchdown game against Carolina. Other than that, I'm kind of a guy where I'm like, this offense doesn't use a running back. I don't know why we're paying $12 million a year, but he's there. He's on the team. He's had a chip on his shoulder a lot recently. The coin flip celebration was awesome. I'm taking Kappa. the over on mixing. I'm feeling a big mixing day. I'm taking the over on mixing rushing yards. I'm probably going to bet a few more dollars on that than I already have, just because I really think he's going to get it going, and I think that's going to be the difference. Because Bengals' O line is obviously banged up. Kappa's is not playing. General Williams isn't playing. Bengals' O line has been the concern for the team for the last 20 years. Yeah. So that that's there. But I, don't, I also I watched Skylar Thompson put up 31 points on the Bills last week. And they had a big O line shuffle right before the game yeah. too. At least the Bengals have a week of practice to get their guys set. Yeah. Um. I, and that's no disrespect to the Bills. I think the Bills are a great team. I think the environment's going to be crazy. I, I I expect Demar Hamlin to probably be there, which will give everybody a juice. Bengals fans included, because I was I was at the Monday night game and saw everything transpire. Nice. Every Bengals fan on the planet is rooting for Demar Hamlin. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. And there's always been this really cool mutual respect between Bengals fans and Bills fans anyway, ever since that 2017 game where the Bengals had nothing to play for, but they knocked off Baltimore to get the Bills into the playoffs. Oh, yeah, they did yeah. all the charity donations to Andy Dalton's thing. So, you know, there was, there's so much like mutual respect there that I think it's going to be a fun environment. I hope I don't get punched, but hey, if I do, it's kind of part of the game. You take it. You know, I, I piss a lot of people off on the internet every day. Right. So it it could happen, <laughs> but <laughs> we'll, we'll be prepared for that. But I just – I don't know. I'm feeling a big Joe Mixon game. I think this could be a a 24-21 type game where whoever has the ball last is going to come away with the win. And they say you don't bet on your own team, and I've been breaking that rule ever since sports betting became legal in Ohio, and I'm going to break it again. I'm taking the Bengals. I'm taking the money line. I'm going straight money line on this one. I can't do any spreads or anything like that because I don't want to find some like – oh, well, at least we covered if we lose. I want to feel all of the pain on the six-hour drive home if we lose. I I, I want to soak it all. All I want to take it all for what it
1: is. All of it for what it is. I wonder, too, maybe on that Mixon, you're talking rushing, maybe a total yards because he's – when I'm looking here, he's getting five, six catches a game type of thing, too, right? I don't know if that's – that might be a little uh, something to consider. Take a look at what the line is there on Betfred and and see what's up with that. But Joe Mixon's always kind of mad, and he seems like extra mad.
3: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. There's – there's a little, he, he yeah he always kind of has that edge about him he's but it seems to be a little bit more.
1: Yeah, he's it, got, it seems he's to know. be a little more. He's got some stuff. Uh Cowboys 49ers you said it earlier you think Cowboys 49ers favored by four coaching advantage goes to the the 49ers with Shanahan. So as long as Mike yeah. McCarthy doesn't screw it up late, Cowboys got the horses to hang i that that's kind
3: of the way i feel about it i think the brock purdy story is awesome i think brock purdy's cool as hell i love him out there beating on his chest and flexing i think that's dope i think those stories are always awesome yeah. I, i'm not a big believer in i uh, i'm really not but something just tells me this is a big micah parsons game um and and the moment gets a little bit too big for purdy and i think there might be just one critical mistake that that gives dallas the edge um I do I love Kyle Shanahan though. He's like hip and cool and modern. He's got the flat bill. He looks like if Thrasher Magazine sponsored an NFL coach, <laughs> and I think that's awesome. <laughs> um, but something just tells me that the Purdy situation is going to be the difference and unfortunately, I think the moment might get a little too big for him and Dallas comes away with a win in a, in a close game though.
1: I think it depends too if Dallas can get the, the key for the Cowboys thing is to strike early and make Purdy get get Shanahan out of the comfort zone of that system make him have to make deep throws, make him have to come back. Uh, because if you like, if you keep it close and you got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Sand and that defense too, That's, I think it is going to be close though.
3: You got to get up two, three touchdowns on them though. Cause Shanahan will run the ball no matter what absolutely. He, he, he will wait until he is absolutely forced to get away from running the yeah. ball to do it. You got, you got to build a pretty sizable lead on them to get them to stop running yeah. the rock though. That's one thing. Yeah. And, and a lot of times it works out for him. You see a guy down 21 points and he's still running the ball and, you know, next thing you know he's right back in it because they're that good at it.
1: Well and, and Drew lead the leader again six straight year yards after the catch. They don't have to throw yeah. a far. And you got yeah. and you added Christian McCaffrey. Makes a ton of sense. Um any any prop for that game the Cowboys 49ers game?
3: So I'm taking the over on Christian McCaffrey rushing yards. Um I'm looking at my bet slip. I'm gonna pull it up just so we can give the most recent up-to-date lines so total rushing yards on McCaffrey 65 and a half I think that's easy money to go over yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He, I, I have him as an anytime touchdown score also which uh, at this point is minus 150 so it's you know it's, it's a lot lower um, I could I could see a little bit of action to giving him first town first touchdown score at plus 500 though because I think that if they get the ball mm. first they could go down the field and McCaffrey can get a little bit loose, but yeah, if it gets to a situation where Brock Purdy is going to have to drop back 30, 35 times a game, I think the Micah Parsons factor
1: takes over. Interesting. Boy, this is going to be a fun weekend. Well, you know what? Uh, It's a case where I, I hate, I think I've told you this before. I hate the Ravens. I hate the Steelers. I respect the Bengals cousins. We're cousins from Paul Brown. I respect it. It, I don't want, I won't want good things for you when you're playing us, but I don't hate you as much as I would be rooting against Ravens and, and, uh, and 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 the, the squealers. So, uh, good luck to, to your Bengals, man.
3: That's always the way I feel. You know, my, my best friend's a huge Browns fan. Um, I got a lot of fans that are are Browns fans, and it's always yeah. It Baltimore, you have the worst fans on the entire internet that exist anywhere.
1: Oh, I, I, I hate them. I hate them. I
3: they're hate them. So cool. Obviously, I hate the Steelers. But, yeah, I've never really had a beef with the Browns. But I think that it could ratchet up because I think they're going to get ready to be consistent, consistently good. Oh, you know, I think when the team's consistently good, there's going to be a little bit more, you know, of a heated thing there. But then again, the last five years or so, the Browns have had our numbers. So, uh, but yeah, there's always been like a, a mutual respect. We kind of come together when we're Ohio against Baltimore yeah. or Pittsburgh, so there. Yeah, there's like a cousin type thing there. So yeah, I don't have. And the Browns fans are easily the coolest to me on Twitter. They're the nicest ones out of all the division rival fans. They're they're easily the nicest ones.
1: There you go. Man. Um. So yeah, I,
3: I always have I always have a you know a,
1: a good respect for them. All right, brother. Stay away from any burning tables in Buffalo. Uh, if we hey, like listen. To through them.
3: If if we get the win, I'm jumping through one.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, where can people follow you on Twitter? Because so I know you'll post it.
3: Uh, Yeah. So my Twitter is just at Drew Garrison. It's right here on the screen. My there first and last name. Um, before you come with the jokes, I did pay Elon Musk $8. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. Uh, but, yeah, I'm there. Um, I, I'm in the trenches all day taking bullets, talking shit, and getting myself in trouble. And, and a lot of times being a complete moron. So, But I have a lot of fun with it, so it's all that's,
1: good. That's what it's all about, man. All right. Have fun. Thank you so much. You're always good. Yes, sir. Have a good one. All right see you brother there he goes drew garrison from betfred sportsbook and hey like you said ohio come together okay we're coming together in the link right underneath the show all you got to do is click on it and you get those sweet like the exclusive bonuses they're creative there's a lot there's like over a thousand bucks of gameplay and stuff like it's it's stuff you don't find on other sites as well as the weekly prizes we gave away a nick chubb autographed jersey all you got to do is register make your first deposit You get in, that's it. Then you're in on all that. That's the fun stuff. And if you're a fantasy football player, I know a lot of you listening are, and you want that sweet, sweet merch, well, you go to the team shop here, Sick Podcast with Andy Mattenrad. That link is also the description of the show, it's packed with, with goodness. You click on there, you can get your fantasy football champion shirt, your professional fantasy football player shirt, some very unique Browns gear. Nick Chubb, a whole bunch of other stuff, as well as our friends at Trophy Smack, trophysmack.com slash Andy. Very easily, trophysmack.com slash Andy. You get an exclusive discount if you use code AMC, and their stuff is unmatched. I've met the owner, Matt Walsh, in person many times. This guy's such a great dude, full of energy, championship belts. You got the wrestling belt, brother. You got championship rings, you got trophies. You, it's it's great. So trophiesmack.com slash Andy if you want some great fantasy football. They also got the, the toilet bowl stuff, too. So if you finish last, you want to punish somebody in your league, they got uh, they got you covered there, too. One other best bet here, a sick pick. I'm going with Giants-Eagles um, game. And I'm going any time touchdown with Boston Scott. My buddy Griff, he told me about this uh, uh, at the start of the year. If you look at the game log, whenever Boston, whenever the the uh, uh, Eagles play the Giants, and Boston Scott is playing, he like always gets a touchdown, always. Whatever reason, he might get one touch, he gets a touchdown. I'm not sure if it's 100% of the time, but it is like super high. So if you want to put a little simple parlay, the I'm not sure what it is on Betfred Sports right now, but it's a, it's in the pluses, and anytime Boston Scott touchdown. Hopefully you'll be thanking me later for that. Thank you for watching. Thanks to Dino. Thanks to Grant. Thanks to Drew. Thanks to Sammy. Thanks to the whole sick podcast crew. Next week, we'll be talking more about the Browns offseason. We'll break down each position group throughout this offseason. We'll also start getting into, look, some deep dives into the draft. Senior bowl's coming up, combine's coming up. And really, folks, we got we to gotta be doing our homework because we don't have a first-round pick or a third-round pick. So we got to talk to some of the college, some of the draft experts Who should we be looking for? Who are some guys that might be some value picks that we'll need? So we'll get into that throughout the offseason. So make sure you're subscribed, you're following on social media, and all that good stuff. So thank you, everybody. You've been listening and watching the SICK Podcast with Andy McNamara. Go Browns!
0: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the SICK Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.